0: Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information.
1: Home to all the jaw-dropping moments. Home to all the best plays in the league. Home to your favorite players from the cities you love. MLB.tv is the home of streaming baseball. Home or away, catch all the MLB action this season with live and on-demand content across all your devices. Enjoy MLB Big Inning. Select pregame and postgame coverage and an expanded library of highlights and content. Never miss a moment of the action with MLB.tv. Stream every game from every team all season long with MLB.tv. Blackout and other restrictions apply.
2: Bradfoe Show. That's my open? That's what they used to call me, Swivel hit Bradford. That's my open. I'm waiting for you to justify your stupid opinion. Bradfoe Show. That's delicious. Subscribe. Subscribe to the Bradfoe Show. Go to iTunes. Subscribe and leave a great review, a positive review, or a review saying how much you enjoy this podcast. Uh, Anyway, so this one. It's a good one. Bobby Dahlback. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but you should have. He is probably the most noteworthy player in the Red Sox minor league system right now. He's a third baseman, now turned first baseman. I said on the pregame show, 99% chance that he's on the major league roster next year. 26 home runs in 134 games with Portland. Six home runs in 23 games with the Paw Sox. And not only that. But an interesting guy, an interesting story uh, His father is a music executive Guess what, we did not get into that Because that's old news That's something that we did in spring training And everyone defaulted to No, this is about Bobby Dalback, The baseball player, the man, the human being All of it Sat down at McCoy Stadium I think it's a pretty good one So you want to go to listen? Uh, and I hope you enjoy But why you enjoy, or after you enjoy Subscribe to this baby Please. All right. Thanks for listening. Here's Bobby Dahlbeck. Bobby Dahlbeck, welcome. I think the last time I talked to you was in spring training.
3: Yeah, I think so.
2: How much? This, a little higher? Yeah, yeah Okay. How much? Uh, so when you... I was thinking of this driving down here to Pawtucket. How much have you changed since, like, roaming around the Major League Clubhouse in spring training? And and, and I also found that is a like, a very weird dynamic. In case people don't know, sort of the younger guys in the Fort Myers and the JetBlue Clubhouse are all the way down the end yeah. you're lucky in your thing you know and us reporters we sort of stand and watch ping pong mm-hmm. and we wait for JD Martinez to come by yeah. or whatever the, Whatever. and you guys are down there and as it goes along a little bit we come down and we talk to you yeah. and I asked you about your dad being in, in the music business yeah. and then all of a sudden everybody else asked about your dad being in yeah. the music yeah. <laughs> so but it must have been sort of a surreal scene, a situation for you. Is that right?
3: Yeah, I mean it was awesome. Um, you know, to be in the you know same locker room as you know, some of the biggest names in baseball and some of the best players in baseball is um, you know an honor to be there and to learn from them and just watch them do their thing is pretty is pretty cool. Was it
2: what you thought it would be?
3: Um, yeah, I mean it, you never really know what to expect. You know, it was a first first time. You know, being around those guys you know a lot um but yeah it was good it was not um it wasn't overwhelming that you know they were you know a lot of them are very nice to talk to you But know, good you probably
2: guys and, interviewed more though in that month span than you probably were your entire life
3: yeah pretty close i would say yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so that must have been weird a little bit
3: yeah i'm pretty comfortable in interviews and everything just from you know some of the college experience and stuff yeah. and um that i had but um but yeah you know i feel, I feel pretty good the
2: So one of the other things in spring training, well, I guess I want to go back to my first question, is that from from then, when we saw you then, how much better have you gotten, or how much different are, are you as a player?
3: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I made some good adjustments before spring training. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt really confident going into spring training, and then... Um, obviously working with that staff and um, you know some of the guys you know that are in Boston right now you know really helped me a lot and uh, big thing is just kind of you know get more comfortable and maturing and um, you know controlling my bats more. Did JD get a hold of you? Yeah we had a couple you know a couple talks um, short ones you know kind of one-on-one things nothing crazy we didn't he didn't like take me into the cage or anything like that but he just gave me little bits and pieces that uh, you know have helped me and uh, you know i've talked to him a couple times throughout the season just on um how to attack certain pitchers and uh you know it's in a, it's helped me out a lot. well that's
2: kind of cool I mean, that's something that i don't think that maybe you, you realize that you're able to keep in touch with these guys mm-hmm. is it something like is that something where you reached out to him or he said hey, how, how are you doing or i don't even know how that works
3: um yeah i just i just reached out to him um we were in a big group chat because we'd play video games together and oh okay and I, now it's all coming together. yeah here. so then I, I just shot him a text and you know told him i was struggling with a certain kind of a specific kind of pitcher and um, you know he told me how to kind of combat that
2: and uh, it worked is there and i don't want to give away trade secrets but like to go back to what have you how have you changed like in, in an instance like that what is something that maybe you can do now or you feel more comfortable doing now than you you did when you were facing grapefruit league pitchers
3: um. You know, I felt really good in spring training too. Um, yeah,
2: you you looked really good. I yeah, mean, like yeah, I was just
3: missing a lot of stuff. You uh, know, obviously I was controlling the strike zone in spring training, getting a lot of walks and getting on base. Uh, I just didn't do very much damage. Um, but you know, it's kind of early, first couple of bats of the year. You don't really know what to expect. But um. But yeah, you know, I think I can just you know pick and choose. You know, counts I want to attack certain pitches in. I'm more comfortable sitting on. Um, you know, off-speed more if, in a certain count if I want to, and then still being able to, you know, fight off the So platform. setting up the pitchers better? Yeah, I feel like I can play more games with them right really? now. Really? Yeah.
2: I mean, it, when did you notice that as you were going through
3: A, as you were going through um, Portland? I noticed that when I, I wasn't really getting pitched to down there. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Um, so I, I would sit on certain pitches and, you know, kind of guess right sometimes. Was that different from
2: them. your previous professional years? I mean, is this – obviously, you know,
3: people read stuff or people – they
2: might even look at like how big you are or something. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but.
3: yeah. I mean, it, it was, you know, you no, know, I could, I could, I guess three zero right on right change up a couple times, and you know they threw it. Yeah, so, with a base with nobody on, um, so it's kind of just learning, you know, the rhythm of a pitcher and you know what are you just going with your gut honestly. You know, I was like he, he might just throw a three zero change up right now.
2: How, so when you also talk, you uh, we focus so much on JD, but in that whole environment and being a Getting that experience like you did, because people forget. I mean, you were like, you know, you were like one of the last cuts. You were there a long time. Yeah. You were there till they cleared out. Yeah. For did you go to uh, where did they go? Did Arizona. You, you went to yeah. Arizona. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Because they wanted you. Know, yeah. The conquering hero, kind yeah. of yeah. But uh, but you were there a long time. So is there anybody else or any other anecdotes or any other experiences that jumped out? And say, I, I'm going to remember this.
3: Um. You know, nothing crazy, um, honestly. Nothing really crazy stands out. Um, but, you know, just just getting good experience, I think, mm. you know, being around those guys. Um, I guess one thing would be maybe, uh, you know, we were playing in, at the Twins complex one of the days, and David Ortiz sat next to me for about two and a half, three innings and kind of just talked to me about hitting. And, um you know, pressure situations and stuff like that. Which That's cool. a good guy to. Yeah, mean, he's pretty good. At I would say that pressure pre- situations. Pressure situations.
2: <laughs> yeah. What was the What was the takeaway
3: from that? Um, you know, I was just can't really give away the secrets. Oh you know? man,
2: it's like, <laughs> like come on! It's, nah. like, it's it, it, he's he's uh, he said, well, you know, lower your heart rate, like Richie yeah.
3: Bobby's dad. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, just gotta you know take a deep deep breath, um, deep breath, and you know just kind of. You know, it's just—it's It's just like any other bat. Yeah, like, um, it's intrinsically, physically, it's just like any other. How bat. did how did that
2: topic come up? I mean, you you get the chance to sit with David Ortiz for two or three innings. Yeah. I
3: mean, there's a million things you could talk to him about. Mm. How did that come up? You know, I kind of—I didn't talk very much. Oh he, really? Yeah, he did a lot of the talking. I asked him a couple questions just about hitting and what he thought of, and um, you know, why he did certain things, and you know, he gave me those answers, and he would go off on. Uh, you know, other things, and, um, you know, it was, it was really cool.
2: Well, it's, it's funny. I mean, having covered him, it was insane. It's a cliche to say, oh, he was a good clutch hitter. Yeah. But it was insane how well he could perform in those moments. Yeah. And we see, go back to JD, we see, like, him take the deep breath. And, you know, mm-hmm. I kid about lowering the heart rate, but that's what it is, right? Yeah. You see Devers do it, right? Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if you do it, or, but... There's
3: elements of to be able to be present in that moment. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, whatever trigger you can find that kind of gets you, you know, to where your feet are, mm. I think, are the, is a huge thing. You know, whether it's counting down from five, you know, that can you know put you in the present moment. If it's a deep breath, or um, is that what you do? Um, yeah, I mix it up. Do you? Um, yeah, I, I usually have a deep breath, or I'll stare at it. the label of my bat, or stare at my batting gloves. I've stuff mm-hmm. written on my batting gloves, or. I'll just count down. You know, if my mind's really racing that day, I'll just count down from five. My dad actually showed that to me uh, a couple weeks ago, and I, you know, it's worked a couple times. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's just stepping out of the box. Five, four, three. Yeah, two, even two. even in the box, you know, instead of just sitting there and thinking about nothing um, before the pitch is thrown, you can a lot of a lot of stuff can pop into your head. I uh, just count down from five. It just gives you, you know, something you can see and say to yourself that kind of just gets you in the present moment.
2: And your dad just, left, you said a couple weeks ago, he said, "Yeah, that? he just sent
3: me an article on it." Yeah. Oh really? Good I'm gonna cool. have to Google that. It's, yeah, it's worth it. Cool. Google. Yeah, that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, that's that's good. What's the biggest hit you've ever got in your life? Um, it can't be know. in spring training. Can't be in the Grapefruit really. No, no, I don't even know. Honestly. Really? Yeah. I no idea. Yeah, you, you must have. You've had walk offs, right? Um,
3: yeah, I had a, yeah, I've had a couple walk off, walk-off hits in college. Uh, couple, walk, one walk off homer. I think. Yeah, but it's uh, the Greenville. reason I ask that is just because we're talking about hitting in the clutch and hitting in the
2: big moment. And, yeah. You know, when you get called up to the big leagues, we aren't. You know, that first at bat, whenever that might be, it's not going to be. It might not be in the ninth inning, but it's going to be a big moment for. you. It's yeah. going to feel like. You yeah, know, the biggest and bad of your life, right? Yeah. So you're gonna have to execute all those things. And yeah. So I'm just wondering, like, when you go back to think about, you know, that the biggest moment, like, how far you've come from that. Yeah. You
3: know? Yeah. I'm gonna try my best to treat it just like any other bat Obviously, it's easier said than done, and nobody probably can actually do that. Um, but yeah, just being good at controlling that situation will be, you know, a big thing. Just try not to get too nervous. Um, you know, be as calm as I can be, which might be hard.
2: You know, having got a chance to see a lot in spring training, um, I, so I did the, a lot of the radio broadcasts, and so I would see a lot of you guys. Yeah. A lot of Bradenton seventh inning, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of you guys, which I was pretty happy about because I get to see a lot of you play. And the thing, yeah. one of the things that jumped out to me was you playing third base, how well you move for a big guy in your arm. Now you're playing a lot of first base. Yeah. You played first base in spring training a little bit too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what has been what has been the biggest challenge for you? And I know that's sort of a cliche question. Yeah. so whatever. But
3: um, you know, I think it's just the different kinds of ground balls. Um, not all ground balls are the same. Um, yeah, it's like some hard ground balls. I get at third are going one way, and they're going the opposite way at first. So I just got to get used to. Um, you know the the way the ball moves, you know, off the bat um, at the, over on that side of the field. Did you play first? Like I played first base my freshman year of college. Okay, um, the whole year, most of the year, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, actually the whole year there, and I played third a couple times, then pitch. But um, yeah, I mean, for, first base, I'm I'm getting more and more comfortable over there. Um, I started off, you know, more comfortable than people would think, um, but it's, it's just a couple footwork things, maybe, um, you know, a couple times, and then just. Um, biggest thing is not striding too early. Once I see throws,
2: um, uh, are you, since you've been here in in AAA, what have you felt? I mean, when you first get here, it's another level. So yeah, it's another level. It's supposed to be more difficult, and it changes. And I mean, one of the changes you probably noticed as we I think I talked about in spring training was the balls. I mean, you, yeah, <laughs> in spring training you had the the major league balls here. Yeah. And you have the AAA balls, right? Yeah. That
3: must have been noticeable right away, right? Yeah, I think. Uh, I definitely noticed it more after, you know, in big league spring training. When I went back down to the minor league spring training, hitting those baseballs in BP, I didn't want to hit because <laughs> it, <laughs> ter- it feels terrible uh, going from those. But, um, you know, this year, you know, even you hit a bunch of balls that you think are going to go out and they just don't go out. And then, you know, I just would tell myself it's a homer in you know, the major leagues and something. Have you noticed like the difference here? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I haven't really hit any crazy, like, I haven't been like, oh, I don't know how that got out. Kind of, kind of homers, but um.
2: But you could notice it in spring training. I mean, that's the thing. You go to the backfields. I remember. I think I told you, like some of the Red Sox guys were like, they're "like Wait till you, see, he, you get a hold of. He gets a hold of these baseballs." Yeah, and you could see that right away.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's nice to hit them. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, it makes me. You know, it makes me feel like I don't have to swing as hard or do as much, um, which is good for me. Yeah. Uh, some guys might want to swing harder, see them go farther. I, it makes me want to swing softer, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and easier. But um. But yeah. All right. I know you're gonna get going pretty soon here. Um, the one of the
2: things I talked to Tanner Hauke about, I said, listen, I get the cliche answer, but you were close. Mm-hmm. Like you were close. Yeah. And he was honest. He's, you know, like, I, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I can, you can feel it when you're close. You have to stay in the moment. And
3: you have to yeah. be day to day. But do you feel that as well? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously we're really close, you know, physically and, you know, uh, you know, been, been working our whole lives for it, but, um. Yeah, it's just the thing of you know, you've got to be where your feet are, and it'll, it'll happen when it happens. That's kind of what I say. It'll happen when it happens. What's it the first major league game you ever went to? Uh, I went to a to a mariner. I went to a mariners game. I was born in Seattle, so my my dad's uh, um, company had tickets to uh, Safeco. Um, so I went to. A, I think I went to a mariners game. I don't remember exactly. You don't remember? Not exactly. sale like
2: this rattle. He said he's like this first he has the ticket stub for t- really? first really th- we probably
3: we probably have the ticket stub i know that um one of my dad's really close work friends was best friends with uh, ken griffey jr um so i would get tickets you know all the hey, time from them hey, and do you who
2: was the first major
3: league you met uh i think it was uh, i think it was aaron aaron seeley i Ooh. think yeah because he he would um he's from seattle and he's a really good family friend of uh, our really good family friends, so he um, he would give me pitching lessons when I was younger. Oh, he did? Yeah, kind of just a little free. Um, oh yeah, pitching lessons? Yeah. Yeah. He cool. stayed
2: in my cabin in Maine.
3: Once. Really? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So him and then probably probably King Griffey Jr. Uh, oh. I met him when I was really young. Aaron Sealy's thing was the big curveball. Yeah. But
2: he had a good career. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to say Griffey, but I actually like these factors said Sealy. Yeah.
3: But uh, all right, here you go. Your question. Your question to me. Oh, uh, let's see. Anything you want. Um, is, well, first, is, ba- is baseball the only sport you've covered? No. No? Covered?
2: I've covered uh, I covered the Celtics for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've covered all the sports. I, I'm not going to pretend like I can cover hockey. Yeah. Uh, I've covered football, the NFL. Yeah. I mean, but for the most part, my professional career has been 80% baseball. Yeah.
3: Who are the, so which, which sport, like which athlete is the hardest to, to um, deal with? Yeah you think baseball, baseball. Basketball. baseball's artist
2: uh hockey's the easy, everyone knows hockey's the best yeah and i don't know why um the canadian yeah i don't know <laughs> um football is the access is different mm-hmm. so it's just different it's very sort of like you know boom 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 everyone's on a regimented thing um basketball when i covered basketball it was they were very honest. You could almost ask them anything. Yeah. They were very honest. But, yeah. you know, they, it, you know it's, it's a small group and, yeah. and everything else. Baseball, there's, like, it's almost... I'm not saying base. Listen, I get along with the vast majority of guys. Yeah. But it's almost too much access for baseball. Yeah. I mean, you see in spring training, you see us standing around. Yeah. And, and there's, like, this narrative, and it's a false narrative that, hey, you, they're just standing around, they're watching TV. And meanwhile, we're saying, well, why aren't these players out here to talk to? Yeah. And and it's also that element of there's just too much time. Yeah. And the season's too long. Yeah. And you, it's like probably with your teammates, like I don't feel like yeah. I walk in there, I don't want to see some people, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, you know, I don't want to make it seem like, I actually, like I said, especially with this group and this organization, Yeah. it's, you know, 99%. Are really like high quality guys. Yeah. As long as, you know, I don't know how you feel like doing interviews. Like, my thing is, we're all human beings, right? Yeah. And I know that you're going to have a bad day. Yeah. And you're also going to come from a different perspective, Ivan. It's 25 yeah. people coming from 25 different upbringings. Yeah. And I think that that's what people have to understand. Yeah, definitely. I hope definitely. I, I hope I, uh. Yeah, you know. for
3: sure. No, that was good. You and, uh, yeah.
2: the, um, so I also, the last thing is, yeah. I told you, so, one of our podcasts yeah the lucy and elaine show yeah out of nowhere yesterday they're doing a podcast and elaine brings it up yeah and um so it's i mean if you could just give a hello to to elaine be- yeah
3: yeah um yeah what's up elaine um love the podcast you know everyone go check out the uh lucy and elaine show thank you. yeah appreciate thanks it thanks for having me All thank right. you for having me
0: Keep your car looking its absolute best year-round with 303 cleaners and protectants. 303's revolutionary graphene nano-spray coating gives you professional protection and a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand-new 303 graphene detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one-two punch to keep your car licking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products. 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to Protect and 303 Graphene Detailer to Boost Protection, Slickness and Shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information.
1: Ever wonder what it's like to play in an MLB game? Play Loud is your exclusive look into the fun of the game as we mic up the league's biggest stars and follow them with dedicated cameras both on and off the field. Watch game time reactions to some of the biggest plays and follow your favorite players as they chat in the dugout with their teammates between innings. You never know what you're going to see or hear. It's baseball like you've never watched before. Tune in for new episodes of Play Loud only on the MLB YouTube channel.
0: In 1970, a 28-year-old recent law school graduate became the most wanted woman in America. She's also my mother. I'm Zaid ayers host of the new podcast Mother Country Radicals. When I was growing up, my parents were on the run from the FBI, at war with the U.S. government. From Crooked Media and Odyssey, Mother Country Radicals, a family history of the weather underground. Listen to the entire first season of Mother Country Radicals right now, here on Odyssey.